This is KSL's Religion Today, a weekly look at religion and spirituality here at home and around the world. Now, here's your host, Martin Tanner, on KSL News Radio. Welcome. This is Religion Today. I'm your host, Martin Tanner. Our subject for this show is angels. The term angel comes from underlying words which mean a messenger from God. Angels have been, in Jewish and Christian tradition, sent from God to help or to bring information to those who are in need. In the earliest Jewish and Christian traditions, there are seven archangels. The archangels are those who serve closest to God and are presumably the most important. The names of those are, according to early Jewish and Christian tradition, Gabriel, Michael, Raphael, Uriel, Raguel, Remiel, and Seraquel. In particular, the angel Raphael is one who's associated with healing. More about that later. The angels mentioned in the Torah— The oldest books of the Hebrew Bible are not named at all, which is a bit curious. Rabbi Shimon ben Lakish, who was alive during the 3rd century, about 230 A.D. to 270 A.D., said in his writings that the names of the angels were brought back by the Jews from Babylon when they came back out of exile into Jerusalem, but those names have been lost. Most commentators agree that earlier in time, the Jews had the names of all the early angels in the Torah. Raphael is mentioned in the book of Enoch. Raphael bound a man named Azazel under a desert location called Duodel, And according to the book of Enoch, chapter 10, verses 4 through 6, quote, And again the Lord said to Raphael, Bind Azazel hand and foot and cast him into darkness, and make an opening in the desert, which is in Dudale, and cast him therein. It goes on from there. Close quote. Of, Of the seven angels in angelology, the post-exilic, in other words, after the exile, Judaism, only Michael and another archangel are mentioned. These are in Daniel 12, 1, and Jude, verse 9. Gabriel is mentioned in the scriptures. So Michael and Gabriel are the ones who are accepted also by Christians. Raphael is mentioned in the book of Tobit, which is part of the Apocrypha, he comes and he heals someone who is in need of help in Tobit chapter 12. It's a fascinating thing to to contemplate what angels do. In the New Testament, only the angels Gabriel and Michael are mentioned by name. You can find them in Luke chapter 1, verses 9 through 26, and in the book of Jude, in verse 9. Later manuscripts 
of John chapter 5, verses 1 through 4, tell us that the pool at Bethesda, where multitudes of infirm people waited for the waters to move, specifically for an angel of the Lord to move the waters, to trouble the waters. And then the first one who touched the waters of the pool, according to tradition, would be healed. Well, according to Jewish tradition, that angel was the angel Raphael, who healed people in the pools of water. Now back to the Latter-day Saints and their tie-in with Raphael that I mentioned a bit earlier in passing. Raphael is mentioned in Doctrine and Covenants section 128, which is a letter written in Nauvoo on September 6th of 1842 by Joseph Smith to members of the church. It has several directions on baptism for the dead. You can also read about it in Volume 5 of the Official History of the Church, starting on page 148. Joseph Smith's letter says this. You, you will recognize this. Quote, and again, what do we hear? Glad tidings from Camorra, Moroni, an angel from heaven, declaring the fulfillment of the prophets. Then he goes on to say, a voice from the Lord in the wilderness. And then he goes on to say, the voice of Michael on the banks of the Susquehanna detecting the devil when he appeared as an angel of light. The voice of Peter, James, and John in the wilderness between Harmony, Susquehanna County, and Colesville. And he goes on a bit later and says, and again, the voice of God in the chamber of old Father Whitmer in Fayette. And then he talks about the voice of Michael, the archangel, the voice of Gabriel, and of Raphael, and of diverse angels from Michael or Adam down to the present time, close quote. Now, I've left parts of that out, but one of the fascinating things about reading this letter from Joseph Smith is that it becomes very clear the Latter-day Saints don't just believe in Moroni. They believe in many other angels as well. Moroni, Michael, Peter, James, and John reappearing as angels. We also have Michael, Gabriel, Raphael. There are a number of different angels. Latter-day Saints also believe typically in guardian angels who are there to assist or aid during particularly difficult times. The mention of Raphael in section 128 is really fascinating because there's virtually nothing else said about him by Joseph Smith or any other LDS church leader except that Raphael was part of this restoration. That's about it. But we do know something about Raphael from other sources. I mentioned the book of Enoch. We also know that Raphael is mentioned in contemporary, excuse me, is not mentioned in any contemporary versions of either the Old or New Testaments. So Joseph Smith couldn't have learned about Raphael from the Old Testament or the New Testament. But Raphael, as I mentioned, was 
described in the Apocrypha as being connected with healing. And Raphael comes from the Hebrew word rapa, meaning healer, and el meaning God. So rapa, Raphael, means God heals. It literally means God heals. That's the name of this angel. And so in the book of Tobit, which is in the Apocrypha, Raphael is one of the seven angels who heals the blindness of Tobias and also binds a demon. Raphael is credited with healing Abraham, according to Jewish tradition. He's also one of the two angels, according to Jewish tradition, who was there with Jehovah himself, one of the three men who visited Abraham and his wife Sariah. In Genesis chapter 32, verses 22 through 30, we have this fascinating story about Jacob wrestling with God, but living about it. In the Legends of the Jews by Ginsburg, Jacob is healed from damage to his hip by the angel Raphael. Some biblical commentaries identify Raphael as the angel who stirred up the waters in the pool of Bethesda, along with the Jews. This is something that Joseph Smith and the Latter-day Saints also believed, at least in terms of the purpose of the angel Raphael. When we come back, I'm going to talk about a Times and Seasons article which does mention healing in connection with the waters in the temple. Stay tuned. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. Religion Today with host Martin Tanner continues on KSL News Radio. Welcome back. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today. If you have a question about this show, or about any other religious subject, feel free to send me an email to martinstanner at gmail.com, martinstanner at gmail.com. When we took our break, I mentioned that there was a Times and Seasons article that talked about healing, and the made a peripheral reference to the angel Raphael. This is an October 12th, 1841, letter of the Twelve Apostles, which was published in the Times and Seasons. And here's what it says. Zion has come, and her sons and daughters shall rejoice in her glory. The time has come when the great Jehovah would have a resting place on earth, a habitation for his chosen, where his law shall be revealed. And then it goes on and says, and what is going to happen in this place of Jehovah's habitation, the temple? Quote, the saints may enter the baptismal font for their dead relations, meaning their dead relatives, so that they may be judged according to men in the flesh and live according to God in the spirit. It will also be a place, quote, over which heavenly messengers may watch and trouble the waters as in the days of old, so that when the sick are put therein, 
they shall be made whole. Close quote. So it's fascinating. This letter, October 12, 1841, indicates that the temple is also not just for baptisms for the dead in the in, in these fonts with water, but also for healing, emphasizing this dual purpose of the temple font. At an April conference in 1842, Joseph Smith said this, quote, Baptisms for the dead and for the healing of the body must be in the font. Those coming into the church and those rebaptized may be baptized in the river. Close quote. So he's talking about healings must be in the temple, but some people who do baptisms for the dead, at least at that time in history, could be baptized for the dead in a river. So here we have this idea of troubling the waters, as in the days of old, as a reference to Raphael healing the healing angel at the pool of Bethesda. So that seems to be the idea here that Raphael, one of the archangels who was healing people in the pool of Bethesda, was also summoned or it was part of his calling to heal people who enter the temple. The temple in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints has always been a place where healing of the sick and those who are in need has been a part. We have it now where people write on a prayer list for those to be healed, and it's often thought of as being done through earnest prayer in the house of God. But there was this idea earlier on where those who entered into the baptismal font could also be healed. At the dedication of the font in the endowment house in Salt Lake City before the temple itself was completed, Wilford Woodruff recorded that the dedicatory prayer for the endowment house included this. Quote, we now dedicate this font unto thee, O God, we consecrate it unto thee in the name of Jesus Christ. Let thine angel, O Lord, touch this water and this font with his finger. And then it goes on for a while and says that the sins of the living may be washed away and that the sick may be healed of every infirmity, that we may be renewed in body and spirit in all things, close quote. Quite an interesting idea, a little bit different from the one that we have today about the purpose of the baptismal fonts. We find a connection between the letter from the 12 in 1841 and from Joseph Smith on September 6th of 1842. What is it? Healing by immersion or baptism for health was another aspect of the restored gospel. So we have in section 128, which is often understood as a detailed explanation of the LDS doctrine of baptisms for the dead, we also have Joseph Smith's mention of angels, the angel Raphael in particular. 
in section 128 talks about healing properties of the temple baptismal font. So it was not just for endowments, sealings, baptisms for the dead. It was also where many of the sick and dying were healed. In ancient Israel, most sick and dying were considered unclean and could not enter the temple. Instead of restricting the sick, as in ancient times, Joseph Smith administered rituals for their healing. As a result, in section 128, Raphael can be understood to be a ministering angel sent from God to the temples to physically and spiritually heal those in need. So angels can help us as our guardians, and there are those who, according to events such as the Cokeville miracle where school children were going to be blown up by an, an evil guy who had taken them hostage, uh, and, and where they were all saved by angels who, according to accounts, came through the children uh, or through the ceiling of the Cokeville schoolhouse to help the children. Angels come to give aid and are often family members who have already lived in mortality and passed on. Joseph Smith taught that the angels who minister in this world are only those who have or will live here. And so it seems right that many of those who would help the school children would be their relatives. We also have a number of examples of people who have had appearances of what we would call angels. Many people don't describe it that way. They might say, that one of their relatives came back to visit them and told them, don't forget to do this or be sure to do that or change your life in this way or that way. Those kinds of messages from loved ones who appear to us are indeed really manifestations of angels. Angels are part of the Latter-day Saint tradition. A very important part. They're also a part of early Christianity. Mary was visited by an angel who explained to her how she was going to become the mother of the Savior. We also have descriptions of angels in the Old Testament and also in the Apocrypha. This is a fascinating part of the Judeo-Christian history that many people outside of the LDS faith don't really know much about or, or seem to care much about. But in the Latter-day Saint tradition, this is at the core. The restoration after the visitation of the Father and the Son in the first vision took place at the direction and with the aid of Angel Moroni, of angels Peter, James, and John, apparently of the angel Raphael, and of Michael, and many, many others. I hope you've enjoyed this 
short discussion, this overview about angels. Join me again next week. I'm Martin Tanner. This is Religion Today.